0: hood is kind of nice i know i'll stick out so i got a checklist i follow for i exit the house told my wife where i be. check got my id check my pants are tight enough to not look like a threat check yesterday was pretty tough better not show it always be smiling even though you're nice they won't know it slow yourself so you speak clear give yourself enough time so you ain't gotta rush while you're in there i think i'm ready let's get out on the road make sure your hoodie has a logo man it's probably cold grab your phone and your keys put the hat on straight and say a prayer that you make our home safe today. This is just a snapshot of what you don't see. This is what I do on the regular to just be I ain't trying to do nothing, man, just take on a day. But my anxiety will likely just get in the way. I know you say it ain't that bad. I promise it is. And George Floyd ain't really new to us. The video is I guess it freaks you out a little that our stories are real. But if you're angry now, imagine how we must feel.
1: Well, welcome uh, to another episode of the podcast and uh, you uh, for those who are watching, uh, you may notice that the, that the set looks a little different than usual. So we want to thank King's Church for uh, letting us be here, and uh, we'd like to thank Ron. Shout out to Ron for uh, for making this happen for us. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna have like a little roundtable and tackle tackle uh, kind of the tense and controversial issue of of racism and anti-Semitism. Of the stuff going on in our our culture right now, so uh, I'll just kind of introduce everybody, and then we'll uh, we'll kind of go off to the after the races. And so uh, so today, joining me, uh, Candace Jackson is, uh, I guess, your worship leader, kind of more than anything. And uh, this is kind of a professor's panel, <laughs> so everybody's from Kingswood, and uh, and Candice uh, teaches worship arts at, at Kingswood. And then uh, Axel Kazadi is—he's uh, a theology professor, and so he's going to bring the heavy theology <laughs> to bear for us uh, today. And then uh, Matt Friedman is uh, intercultural studies expert. How's that for a handle? So, uh, yeah. And so, uh, so uh, Matt is uh, Matt is from a—he's a, a—he's from a Jewish background, but uh, a believer in Christ, and uh, and also. Has worked a lot with uh, with Muslim people and uh, has lived. Uh, how long did you live in India, Matt? About eighteen years. Yeah, so uh, has has a lot of experience with uh, with culture, different cultural backgrounds and beliefs and, and those kind of things. So, <laughs> uh <laughs> and so, uh, let's just start out before we get into uh, into the scripture or anything like too heavy. Just we'll start out with uh, like what. Uh, could you guys share like any experiences you may have had with with racism or anti-Semitism like anything uh, from your your background growing up or, or like anything that you experienced or saw in the church I'd just like to give us some personal experience before we go a little broader on that so mm-hmm. who wants to start <laughs>
2: I mean, I can start. Um, In my case, um, I'd say uh, I'm fortunate that I never had those experiences, um, those direct uh, encounters. Um, Whether uh, people were, you know, um, uh, saying racist slurs at me behind my back, I, I wouldn't know. Um, and it doesn't matter f- for me anyways. Um, but, um, yeah, I've never had those encounters. Um, all my life, I've always been the minority in mm. my group. I mean, just moving to Canada, I kind of expected that I was going to be a minority. Um, and when did you come to Canada? Yeah. Uh, from Zambia, but okay. originally I was born in Congo DR. Okay. And how old right. were you? Axel? Uh, 11. Okay. So the you, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd remember yeah. like all that stuff. So. Yeah. In middle school, I was the only black kid. Right, right. <laughs> and uh, in high school as well, um, and in small towns too, because uh, I was up. Um, I grew up in the northern part of New Brunswick, uh, Bathurst. Uh, that's the name of the town. Um, yeah. Um, so I never really had uh, encounters, but uh, one of my siblings did, though. Mm. Um, in middle school, uh, those one kid in the playground called him the n-word and uh my brother didn't (laughs) didn't take that well and he fought the guy um and uh actually beat him up um and then the cops got involved and whatnot but for me i never really um had any encounters
1: yeah and you're kind of like a peace peacemaker by nature aren't you like you're yeah 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 Yeah. Very gentle kind of soul, so right, yeah. right, yeah. I have so that kind of yeah. personality. Yeah, yeah I answer that <laughs> that may be a factor in there too. Uh, where did you grow up, Candace?
3: Like, what? Um, Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. went to a pretty diverse um, high school, um, so I didn't, I didn't have any like uh, those type of encounters there. But when I when I um, got older, I, I did. Mm. Um, I've had where I'm like in the store and had money just dropped in my hand. Um, I had one encounter where I was coming into the store and this woman and her family, like they just stopped and the woman just screamed to the top of her lungs. Like, (laughs) like I look scary or something. (laughs) Um, So that was that, I mean, to have somebody just look at you and scream like that, you know, that that's pretty like, whoa, like really?
1: Yeah, like what um, do you feel when that happens? Like what are what, what emotions well are you I going was through?
3: I mean it was it was hurtful, you know. Um, I'm just walking in and, and that's the first that's your reaction. <laughs> you know, like right. so yeah, it was very hurtful. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. And uh, you know, as a Jew you have your own brand of right. you your own uh Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean uh, Anti-Semitism, is, is ki- it's kind of connected, but also a separate category in some ways. It's yeah. its own thing in some yeah, ways. Yeah. Um,
3: so I
0: mean, when, I was, when I, was, I was growing up, I remember I mean, my mom told me, I remember I was three years old, my mom said, watch out for those Christians because they, they just want to try and convert you so that they could make money and show you off as a trophy.
2: Wow.
0: And she was partly right, of course. Um. Yeah, did you ever <laughs> feel like a trophy,
1: <laughs> like in the Christian church? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Um, and, uh, and that was that was weird. Um, it was weird to find and discouraging to find some of what my mom had to say validated. Um, when I was a believer about a year in the Lord, I came to faith when I was 17 and uh, produced quite a bit of tension in my family and, and you know it was, was kind of like I joined the other team kind of thing right and uh, some threats to throw me out that sort of thing but, um, but then that, that was reconciled. They were happy. I got off drugs and all this stuff. But but then um, I I ended up playing Jesus in a production of Godspell in the church that I got immersed in, and uh, not the church through which I got saved, which is a different story. But but um, my parents, my f- my parents, and one of my brothers came to the the church service where they they introduced the Godspell production. It was an evening service at this large kind of uh, Pentecostal church and they uh, and I was so I was just praying and they integrated it with the service and I was praying like God God save them, save them. and 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 then they they uh, we had the play and we added a resurrection scene to God's spell and we, we back in the day right and and then the pastor introduced the cast of the play and he saved me for last and this is in an, an, an area that was like half Jewish, and he saved me for last, and he said, "And look who we got to play Jesus—a real Jew." And my heart just sank down to my ankles.
1: And and boy, did my parents let me have it when I got home. Yeah, so and and he mm-hmm. probably didn't fully realize, like he didn't think through probably what he was no. what he was saying or, or doing. But uh, you know, but but to you, that you know, no, I don't think it was a negative.
0: It wasn't malicious. It was no just clueless, right? right. Mm. And, and sometimes, and that's part of the thing, is sometimes there's, I, I try and parse in my mind between situations that I've encountered that were, that are malicious. Like I, I dealt with some malicious things growing up. Um, and things were just like this, where, 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 I don't think he met bad but it really, it actually, that, that took a long time to overcome in my family. Because mm-hmm. that was there, like, that was the first time my mom had ever been to church.
1: Right. You know? Yeah. So what about you? Do you guys, dis- do you guys make distinctions between something like that? Like, do you make a distinction between this is, has malicious intent, and this is just somebody, like, not thinking? Is that, is that different for you, or does it matter?
3: Yeah, oh. I mean, I, I do try to give people, like, the benefit of the doubt. Like, right, You know, right. like, um... But some it, sometimes it's very obvious, and then other times you aren't sure, mm-hmm. and you know, like yeah. I've had, I, I just remember this when we were talking, and I had somebody shake my hand and write, write their hand off, <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and it was just like, wow. so it was oh very no, obvious, right, you know, right, um, yeah. So sometimes you you do you do want to think the the best, and I always try to think the best first, and then there are sometimes like where it's just too obvious that is, it's what it is, right, mm-hmm. right
1: yeah um in a lot of ways the like the discussion around around uh like race and and racism has been it's it's kind of been hijacked and a lot of things have been a lot of terms have been redefined mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and which which I, and and in some ways kind of moving away from moving away from uh like the judeo christian or or like scriptural kind of definition of things towards a more left wing kind of Mm. kind of view and so uh i think i think it's important to to uh for christians to speak up and to uh and to like be careful with their words and and think through like what what do we really mean and how do we define things and and all of that so uh Mm -hmm. so i i guess i'm kind of old school in the sense that i have like an mlk kind of Mm. understanding of racism where you know the, the classic the the classic statement about like judging people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin, mm-hmm. uh, but that's kind of become controversial, like so, in the uh, Abraham X, like Kendi and and the, like more of those uh, some of the books that have come out in the last five or six years, kind of redefine uh, like racism. W- where where do you guys where do you guys sit with all like? When when I was when I was younger and we were listening to like a lot of DC talk and stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and it was like I remember <coughs> I remember having a I remember having like a T-shirt that I bought it like I was in Philadelphia and I bought this T-shirt on the street that said "Love sees no color," right? Right. and, right, I, and right. we all thought that was like so cool, and yeah. and the goal was to become like colorblind or not, you know. And I don't think it was it didn't mean like that you didn't see color; it just meant that you didn't put any moral judgment on color you know it's just like yeah color was like hair color it was just it, it was it, it was distinctive but it didn't like mean anything uh, deeply or anything like that and but now that is that is kind of like uncool and mm-hmm. and and people uh people talk like that is a wrong way to look at things so what what would uh what would you guys say about that like what's your view on on some of those yeah things?
2: um I hear both sides, um, mm-hmm. and um, it's 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 a very complex issue, especially when you uh, you are ad- when you when you think about systemic racism mm-hmm. and how systemic is it to to what extent on how many levels. Um, um, it becomes r- it, it's it's really difficult uh, to see I- exactly where it is in the like. In our society, like um, systemic racism, like what do you mean by that, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is the whole country trying to get me? I, is it are all um, um yeah, like is uh, the whole system exactly stacked against right. me? Exactly. Right. Or is there
1: ju- are there just people within the system that are exactly? Racist
2: and, and 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 what's problematic with with the with the concept of systemic racism? It, it's 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 not specific enough, Mm. it's not very specific enough um, because you still have to point out, okay, who is racist? Who is doing, you know, who is being prejudiced towards another person? Who's discriminating Mm -hmm. uh, another person? And uh, and I think part of the issue uh, why people have a hard time defining it is because of the encounters that people have had Mm -hmm. Um, um uh, encounters th- that they've had with people from institutions. Mm-hmm. So institutions are made up of people, right? Right. It, it's it's not like a static, an independent <laughs> um, uh, entity out there, uh, but it's made up of people, and so people make up the institutions, mm-hmm. right? Um, without the people, you can't have these institutions. And so, when you have, for example, cops um, having all the, or just mistreating um, certain um, uh, citizens um, in a particular community, well, for example, take police brutality in Mm -hmm. the black community. um, What they see is somebody who um, represents an institution Mm -hmm. and um, His uh, mistreating um, a particular indi- individual who ends up dying, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think cops need to be held responsible. Um, mm-hmm. And racism. I always feel like I'm <laughs> I'm not qualified to speak on this because it's such an American. Um, Issue, um, maybe I could be wrong. I, I mean, th- we still have racism in Canada too, like w- definitely. Uh, yeah, but the examples, you the examples that right. people. You tend so you to think Canada l-
1: would be less racist than America? Or uh,
2: I'm I'm not sure. I, yeah. I, I don't know if uh, uh yeah I, I, I would not be able to uh, sp- speak on that um objectively. Uh, I think there's still racism in, in Canada. And especially when you consider the uh, indigenous indigenous community exactly. and yeah. how yeah. they've been mistreated yes. and all, all the the things, the atrocities that the yes. Canadian government um, committed uh, against them, even the church too. Um, yeah, and it is all. it is hard to separate those right. things. It's right. it's really hard, and 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 it's really hard uh, again to really um, define what systemic racism is. But I think the uh, a helpful way to look at it is how individuals who are connected with institutions, how they conduct themselves in society, right? And, and so, for example, if you take uh, the American um, example, um, definitely what they're going to see, and if the cup is, is white, well, the, the action will be, will be seen through uh, that lens. A, and there's cultural history too. Mm-hmm. Uh, one also has to address all the cultural um, uh, uh, history and, and issues between um, uh, white people and black people, and not only that, but also cops mm-hmm. and black people in in their communities. Right. So th- there are l- there's a lot of history, and so one event is never seen independently mm-hmm. of. The history, right, it's a, right? It's a so symbolic event, it, it yeah. Absolutely, yeah, right. absolutely.
0: But uh, if, I might, if I might interject too, I, I see, I think you have to peel back the layers of the thing. So you, you look at the history, Yeah, the history includes things like slavery, includes absolutely. things like up here, the residential school systems. Right. Um, you have, you peel that back, you have, even after slavery was ended in the American South, you had Jim Crow laws that were designed to prevent, prevent particularly African Americans from being able to vote um that's very obviously yeah. systemic uh, Absolutely, I mean there's that's baked in, right yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you have in more modern times like like the one situation that I think is on trial now over in, in Georgia uh, the Ahmad Arbery, I'm messing up his name yeah that's where where not only not only was was this guy gunned down in cold blood um it was there was there was, these were these were like people who are technically not police, but they had been. Right. The police were aware of them right. and were kind of finding ways to move them around to prevent them from getting, like, caught. Yeah. There's something systemic in that type of situation, and sometimes it's more informal, in that regard. So, so even um, my wife is my wife is originally from India, and we lived in uh, northern Minnesota for a number of years, and uh, northern Minnesota wasn't a huge number of African-American people, but there were large number of uh, Native people, mostly Anshinabic people, mm-hmm. from three different reserves uh, around the town, that's the city of Bemidji where we lived in. We had several situations where, where, where we would go into a store or something, and they would think my wife was Native, and they would treat her one way, and mm. then usually not with suspicion, mm-hmm. until they found out that she was from India, in which case everything was okay. And uh, you could tell that there was it was again, it was I don't think it was formally codified right into the legal system, but it was informally being applied not just by authorities but by many people in the society in terms of their attitude. right So in that regard, it becomes systemic because there be y- you have kind of a critical mass right. of individuals who have those attitudes. Mm-hmm. In that respect, it can be systemic, but I think we need to recognize the degree. There's degrees of the thing. I mm-hmm. think in modern discourse, one of the problems is is everybody everybody talks
1: in binaries, and everything it's either this or that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and the and and so sometimes you listen to people talk, and it's like they mm-hmm. talk as if there has been no progress whatsoever. Right, right. And I exactly. think there is still progress to be made, but mm-hmm. I yes. think it's I think it's obvious that that progress has been made. Right. Uh you yeah. know uh, so like I think that uh yeah I think that like we we just need to be having different kind of conversation than we than we had like maybe 50 years ago because it's a different situation. Yeah. Do you have anything to add Candace with uh like you're you're American so uh
3: Oh, I just I was agreeing with Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I agree.
2: Yeah. You can't legislate love, Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, you can't have a perfect um, um, uh, law, you know, um, or a, co- a perfect collection of li- uh, laws, um, but at the end of the day, we have to do deal with the hum, uh, human heart.
1: Somebody has to apply the, de- the law, right? Yeah, right, yeah. The depravity yeah. Of, yeah. of
2: the human heart, right? Um, so, yeah people are people that they're, they're gonna yeah you know
1: well that kind of that kind of moves us moves us into i i think i think the church has something really significant to say mm-hmm. like in this in the whole discussion so uh like let's let's bring the let's bring the scripture to bear on mm-hmm. on uh like on what we've been talking about so like what um what what is your take on the whole even the whole concept of race according to Scripture, like how do you see what does the scripture say uh, about, about the human race? Because <laughs> that's what we're that's ultimately what kind of what we're talking about is just to like each other. But uh, what are your thoughts on yeah. that?
2: I mean, uh, we'll have to begin uh, with the fact that um, we're, we're born into a sinful world, um, a world that has been um, radically affected yes. uh, by sin. Right. Um, and for me, I see racism as anti-Christ um, or anti-God. It's it goes against God's design. Um, God created um, the human race and considered them as good, created uh, everyone um, in his image. A- and so um, all the ethnicities, um have God's fingerprints on them, and God considered them as good, all the ethnicities, right? And so no one is above the other, um, but everybody is equally treated uh, uh, by God, equally, um, and God shows no uh, favoritism. I mean, he's not partial to um, mm-hmm. any uh, eth- ethnicity. And so um, racism, it's, it's. I mean, um it's an expression. I mean it's it's a sinful act, basically. I see it uh, as sin. It's a it's a sinful act, where um, you know, sin has a way of uh, making somebody turn in on themselves, mm-hmm. and and um and what racism does is that w- it influences one to be enamored by their own uh, skin, uh, to be enamored with their own skin hmm. and um and and it's kind of connected to the the, the 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 motif um in romans one where um humans um rejected uh god um uh, for material for uh, the for the images they created the yeah, ra- yeah I- exactly yeah. I, and, and that's one of the ways um we sort of um uh Create idols, and so um, when we see, uh, when we turn, when sin influences us to turn in on, on ourselves and actually be in love with, with the with creaturely things, mm-hmm. uh, and glorifying creaturely things, um, instead of glorifying God. Um, but when we put on that. Um, humanistic, sinful uh, lens, um, we tend to sort of like elevate ourselves um, and elevate ourselves above other people. Um, and so that's, what I, that's how I see uh, racism, Th- that's what it does. Um, so um, it influences one to be in love with <laughs> their own uh, skin color, but also to pronounce and declare themselves as superior over another mm-hmm. person, um, and in doing that, you repudiate uh, the goodness that God sees in other um, uh, ethnicities, right? Um, and so it's it's anti-God in in, in that way. Um, mm-hmm. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, too, I was just thinking like like how the Bible talks about we we all were wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hatred. I, I mean, I've been in conversations where I've heard like a Caucasian person say they don't like the color of their skin or they wish it was tanned or mm-hmm. look at my skin. Look look at look at these wrinkles. Look at this. Like I've had like shocking, but I've had those, had, had people say that to me. And I just want to say that Everyone was wonderfully made, like regardless of the color of your skin. I don't care if you had two fingers, you got three noses like we (laughs) (laughs) we all were wonderfully made, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't matter. Like you even have within the black culture, you have those who may be darker than another and they Mm -hmm. don't like their skin color. I'm like, love your skin color. You know, if if we all would just love our skin Mm color, then there would be, you know, it's because a lot of times people hate others because their skin is lighter, or their skin is darker, or their skin is tanned, or, you know, um, and just know that you, God created you, and he, you know, and like he said, created you in his image. Love who you are, you know, love who you are, and so I just think that's important across the board, because there, that's hatred there, that a lot of times happens, is created because of just the skin color.
1: Yeah, just tying those, the two two things together I think we're we're equally awesome're mm. <laughs> also e- and because of sin we're equally awful <laughs> like we're, right. like we, yeah. we have the capacity yeah. for for both things and right. uh, like I yeah to me it's just kind of a no brainer like that God created the human race it's one the like it's one race right uh, mm-hmm. and you know as, as people moved out right. into different I, you know I don't think it's an accident that if you uh, <laughs> If you move to Denmark, you're going to be a little whiter up there <laughs> than if you move to the. You know what I mean? Like right, it's right. it's it's not. Uh, and and the Bible does say that God doesn't look on the outward appearance. He doesn't mm-hmm. judge by superficial things. He mm-hmm. judges by the heart. And so why would, as Christians, why would we,
2: mm-hmm.
1: why would we do anything else when the Scripture is so you know so clear right. on right those kind of things. I think I think a uh, couple of things. If I could
0: throw in a Lord of the Rings analogy, okay. If you <laughs> well, um, we've got to do that because <laughs> I mean I feel like I, I wouldn't really have been here if I didn't at least throw in one, um, which is which is God. There is no there is no ethnicity. There's no kind of people right. that, are, that, that are parallel to the orcs in the Lord of the Rings universe that are just intrinsically evil because of what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's and and I and and I think it's really important to get that. To be important to get that, that um, sometimes God, especially as we're coming to faith, sometimes God has to take us by the hand mm. and bring us back through through the dark corridors of our past, and in some ways open the doors and turn on the lights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of I think of scripturally. I think of I mean, there's a lot of this in the Book of Acts, but I think especially uh, in uh, Luke ten where Jesus tells the parable of the, of the story of the, of the Good Samaritan. Right. And, and, and he, he says it in response to, the que- to a question, well, who is my neighbor, you know? And, and, he, and he talks about how two religious Jewish men who should have been the people to rescue this guy, because they were concerned about ritual purity, they, they avoided doing so. And, and then the Samaritan, and by the, by the time, by the first century, Samaritans weren't like, it wasn't a ethnic, it wasn't a racial issue. Mm. It was an issue of they were seen as Jewish heretics mm-hmm. and and so but that's the guy who actually is a neighbor to this guy. And 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 I think, you know, I mean now, I mean, you know, there's like what seven hundred Samaritans left in the world, right? So so that's not really an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think Jesus asks us, Who are your who are your Samaritans? Mm. And that's I had I had to deal with that where the Lord had to had to take me by the hand and bring me through and and extend forgiveness in my own heart toward the Germans and Slavic people and, and even Arabs. And, and just because these were these were things, prejudices that I did grow up with, that I had to had to say like like some of the events behind those things are still like horrible, evil things that took place. But at the same time, um, if I encounter somebody from one of these or or as it turns out, was called, right? Then, then, um, then, I, then the, I needed to allow the grace of God to transform me to the extent that I could love people and rejoice in seeing them come to faith and even receive receive from them, In this not just me rec- them receiving from me, but me receive from them of the grace of God and of of the Word of God as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's really interesting. I think you always like you can't dehumanize somebody else up close. Like the, the closer you, you get to people, mm-hmm. the more you realize how oh, we're all the same. And and like in order to dehumanize somebody, there has to be a distance created mm-hmm. uh, between you and that other person. And so, you know, one of the best ways to break down those prejudices, sometimes the Lord just throws us into situations mm-hmm. that allows us to b- to break down whatever prejudices we, we grew up with right and uh because because you, when you're when you're close up uh you, you just kind of recognize a common a common humanity so mm-hmm. uh anti-semitism is throws another wrinkle in because it has to do with culture and belief as mm-hmm. well and not just like skin pigment and that kind of thing right. so what uh what there's been a rise in anti-semitism again look which is which is it's kind of crazy, like it's kind of unbelievable to me that like really we're like we're going there again like what what do, what do you uh, what do you attribute that to Matt like the the sudden rise again in in, uh, um, in in anti-Semitism in our culture I mean this is where I turn into the
0: cynical Jew in some ways okay um, but <laughs> let, let me just state too on the outset too I think I think one of the things about even the whole colorblindness kind of idea. Mm-hmm. One of the weaknesses to that, one of the reasons why I think sometimes that's difficult is, is we need to un- recognize that we're not, we're we're one in Christ, but that doesn't mean we're uniform. Right. Yes. But there's a there's a, a a legitimate mosaic diversity in Christ. The unity with with diversity. So you know, there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, slave nor free. But those things are still things, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's still male and female, I think. But um, <laughs> but,
1: but uh, that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah, so Sorry to have gone there. But but but
0: I I I think part of it. I, I think part of the rise of it. Part of it is just lots of propaganda. Um, a lot of it is repackaged. Some of it is repackaged white supremacist propaganda from an earlier era. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of it is. A lot of it turns out to be repackaged Soviet anti-Semitic propaganda, um, and so it's been. And, and a lot of this is f- showing up on the hard right and on the hard left. You know, my, my cynical my cynical statement is 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 it's you know heartwarming some ways to find out that even the hard right and the hard wet left. Can at least agree that it's all the Jews' fault, no. right? So, but but <laughs> nothing unites the world <laughs> <nothing>. like the <laughs> hatred of the Jews. That's right, right, right. man. It, and <laughs> Lord have mercy on us. I know, but but it's it's and and part of it has been has been a heightening of tension around the issue of Israel and Palestinian people and uh, issues in the Middle East. Um, and part of it has been part of it has been uh, th- sometimes there is legitimate criticism. Of Israeli specific policy, mm. and I think that's not necessarily anti-Semitic in and of itself. There are there are lots of Jewish people, including Israeli people, mm-hmm. who cri- just like there are Canadian people who criticize the Canadian government, right? Mm-hmm. Perhaps you've noticed. But um, but uh, <laughs> but then what happens is is a lot of this older kind of anti-Semitism gets repackaged as anti-Zionism. No, no, I'm not against the Jews. I'm against Israel and I'm mm. against Zionism. But then it turns out that the the only Jews they're not against are the ones that agree with them, and um, and it that's and and yeah, I've been in I've I've seen this has become particularly toxic in online settings, but even just uh, there was a, a situation over in London yesterday that was just
1: incredible, yeah, mm, mm. yeah. So moving from uh, we live we live in a like just a, a troubled time. Uh, that is that seems to be uh, seems to be more tribal than yes. uh, we, we seem to be heading out of tribalism but then now in some strange ways kind of heading back into it and so there is there is a rise in incidents of hatred and those kind of things so as 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 the church as, as Christians like what can we how can we be peacemakers how can we how can we be the solution to uh, some of the polarization that we yes. that we see around us. What do you guys you guys think of that?
3: Don't pretend that it don't exist.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because you <laughs> can't just ignore things, <laughs> Absolutely. right? Absolutely, they don't I go think away. Think it's gonna go away. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: right. Right. Address for it. To it. Get away.
3: Um, I think like sometimes they are touchy subjects, but it, I think it's it's good to address it to show your care. Um, I'm not talking about like in a of course, like crazy way, <laughs> you know what I mean. Fighting, and I'm not talking about that at all. But you know, if, if you notice, know you know, in the church, I think it's important to address those type of issues, even though they are touchy. Mm-hmm. Um, but just ignoring it, like it's like, oh, if we don't talk about it, it's gonna go away, or it's just gonna, you know, it go makes away. it worse. You know. Yeah. Um, I know in some cultures, like talking about politics in the church is not, um. You know they don't really ex- it's not really acceptable or it's not really something that they do and then you have some cultures um where that is something that comes up mm-hmm. you know so um and in having different cultures in your church I just think it's it's good to address it
1: mm-hmm. yeah and even uh like addressing the sin of racism yes. once in a while from yes. the pulpit Absolutely. is not like right. obviously obviously you can overdo the political thing from mm-hmm. the pulpit but uh but there are some things that, you know, need to be said mm-hmm. on a semi regular basis just to kind of keep everybody keep everybody on track mm-hmm. uh with mm-hmm. those True. things.
2: So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: what about you, Axel, with the the Canadian scene? Um,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would say yeah, it's it's important to ad- ad- address it. Um and um to also um show love in action. Mm-hmm. Listening to, um, and um, I mean, I, I'm I'm still thinking about like the the indigenous community. I mean, Ooh. they're still, um, the, they still want clean water. Yeah, right. Um, for a long time, they've been um, saying this. Yes. Um, and so, it's one. W- it's one thing to say, oh, we're against racism, and, uh, we don't tolerate it, and it's another, um, when you actually show that in action, right, um, and so, um, I think actions are very important, Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, yeah, um, we need to show, um, our remorse and, and, and be, um, penitential through actions yeah
1: <laughs> one of the things I, I say to my students probably at least like once a semester it's a little seed i try to plant in them is is mm-hmm. like actions speak louder than words but but actions together with words yeah the loudest of all you yes. know, like if you can marry the church can marry like what we preach and what we do mm-hmm. that yes. it has a very powerful have a very powerful impact
0: on people that's right absolutely. I mean that's if you think about it that's integrity right
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's yes your life and your words are integrated with one another and and in terms of your ministry your actions and your words are integrated with one another as a whole mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think I think also just making making a point of giving especially in, in settings where, there, where there's a diverse congregation giving, making, like being intentional about giving different kinds of people a voice, um, giving, and, and even even at the leadership level sometimes, being able to, to read, not, not only opening doors for people of, of diverse backgrounds, but also also looking at the way that different groups, um, different groups of people, what are the questions, how their theology has developed in such, in such a way that it often brings questions to the text of Scripture, Mm-hmm. that we didn't think that we may not have thought of and so when we can we end up when we're like and, and I mean in an orthodox sense not in something that goes off into some some sub-orthodox type of theology but, uh, but in, in an orthodox sense we can learn from one another I have learned from from theologians from Africa and from the Middle East mm-hmm. and from India and native people um, things that I would not have thought of on my own.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's important to be able to, to, to cultivate those kinds of voices, too.
1: Yeah. yeah one of the, um, you know, I've done a lot of missions trips to a lot of different cultures. And, like, I I just, I love culture. I love diversity. I mm. love, uh, you know, someone asked me yesterday, uh, I can't even remember the context. It was just kind of randomly. But, like, when you're, when you're alone in a, d- in a foreign country and you're just kind of walking around, do you ever feel, like, overwhelmed because, you know, you're kind of the minority there, and you don't speak the language. And I was like, "No, I
2: love it. Yeah. Like, I just I, like,
1: I must be missing that gene because I, you know, I just really like come alive like in those moments." But, uh, but you know, one of the things I always tell teams is is like, we're going to give, but we're gonna, you know, we're gonna receive a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like, we're gonna, we're, like, there's so much that, uh, like that our brothers and sisters in Christ from. Latino cultures mm-hmm. can teach us about worship. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there's there's so there's there's just such a uh, there's such a rich a richness when everybody's voice is included and we yes. and we and we share together. So yeah. yeah, so I would I would like echo that yeah that mm-hmm. thought for sure. I mean I, yeah, I think I think as the body of
0: Christ we do theology better when we're able mm-hmm. to listen to one another and listen to the diverse voices. And that doesn't mean un- listen uncritically. It doesn't mean you know we have to shut our brain down and just take in whatever because i don't do that with people in my own culture right mm. right mm. and so 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 but but the more thrown into the hopper the better i think um, because because again uh, e- even you know the early church was jewish and then the creeds don't don't emerge until like the th- the 4th fourth fourth century fourth century yeah and so and and they were taking those things in, in the text of scripture and putting them in the context of Basically, middle Platonic p- philosophical discourse, right? And so it was. It was. They were putting, taking those things and answering the questions that were arising in Hellenic society,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so and, and so that enriched the entire body of Christ really for till now,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in in a, in a way that would not have been the the case if if it had just been strictly you know first century Judean Jewish culture.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just. Uh, bringing bringing things kind of down for uh bringing the plane down for a landing here uh do you guys have any uh any concluding thoughts like anything that uh, anything that we haven't said or hasn't been touched on that you think is important that you would like to to share with people i know that's a it's kind of a big general a general question
3: well i had something (laughs) yeah go for Um, it um i was just thinking like i know like we're all people and sometimes we all get put in the same bowl right (laughs) like it's no differences i think it's important in the church to you know encourage your church to to get to know people you know everybody has different backgrounds Um, there are people from different cultures and races don't just assume that everybody's going to you know, do things or see things out of your lens, mm-hmm. you know, um, yes. out of your view. And so the only way that you'll know is, is building those relationships and, you know, kind of, uh, in there and learning about their cultures. Don't just assume that everything is going to be the way you view it, um, right. because you can actually, uh, hurt people that way too, yes, offend yeah. people. Well, yeah, if you're <laughs> part of the
1: dominant culture, like whatever that is, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like taking the time to put yourself in another person's shoes is, yeah. is pretty important. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good.
2: Well, yeah, yeah I, I mean, uh, I was going to ask you if you've ever experienced um, racism.
1: Well, uh, obviously, as the as the like token white guy here, right? But uh, <laughs> the I—I the I was, <laughs> my kids got me like the, the one of those ancestry kits just for fun, cause probably because they couldn't uh, like think of like. What does Dad need? He doesn't really need anything. We'll get him this and like, but I, I, you know, I, I turn up like predominantly like Scottish. Like there was no, <laughs> there was no surprises. It was just like all Scottish with a little bit of Viking thrown in. So it's like very, very, very like northern and, and white. Um, although I do, I do have uh, three black grandchildren, mm-hmm. uh, who I love very dearly, and and we, you know, so we're. We're becoming much more of a multicultural family as we <laughs> as we kind of branch out and and move along. But um, but I did have one instance. It was really interesting, a- and uh, the 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 emotions I went through were were interesting for me. Uh, this this summer, uh, as as my wife and I were were visiting our daughter Laura, who's a missionary in Haiti, uh, as we were as we, we just had one, of th- as as we were leaving Haiti and we were bringing Laura out for like a little break because she, she hadn't had one all through COVID, um, as uh, our the the small MAF plane that we were catching was an hour and a half late. We had left ourselves a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, to get a COVID test in the airport in Port-au-Prince. But because the plane was late, we were really crunched for time. Uh, the COVID test moved a lot slower than we thought. And, and we... We finally got to the we, we got to the desk, um, a- and we and we're like oh, great like we still have time to make the plane, and uh, you know it was a stressful day, uh, and and the lady behind the desk was was very nice and she had our passports was about to uh, like give us her boarding passes to get on the plane, out of nowhere this man appeared, uh, who was obviously a supervisor, uh, and for no other reason that I can think of. Mm. He singled us out because we were at this point we were Haiti's kind of doesn't have a lot of tourists right now, so we were the only white people in the airport, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, and he came up and he grabbed the passport passports out of his employees' hands, gave them back to us and said like he looked at his watch and like technically we were a couple of minutes too late, Mm. and he was like you're you're not getting on this plane you're like and the only like, the only thing I could mm. attribute it to was, mm-hmm. you know, because we, we literally uh. got booked on a later plane. We, we went through security. We went up and we sat there and we watched all the people get on the plane oh. that we were supposed yeah. to take and our seats were empty on that plane and we could have just like you know but we were it was like we were being punished for something and we didn't know what it was right right but and so that was and obviously it was very frustrating and very you know it was like and in the big scheme of things just an inconvenience mm-hmm. right you know so i haven't really experienced racism mm-hmm. sure but i i have had i have had moments every once in a while where i was like a minority in another culture, where right. you you notice little things, mm-hmm. so right, right. Uh, but that uh, obviously that doesn't add up to uh, to anything compared to right. you know what the a lot of people have experienced. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have any concluding thoughts uh, that?
2: I mean, I'd it like goes both ways, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not just one way. I think yeah. uh, also like white people experience uh, racism on a daily too, um, although this conversation can be <laughs> um a, a one-way type of right, street right. Uh, but and oftentimes um when people think about racism they always think about minority groups and whatnot um well yeah because
1: they they add in the 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 element of like like if you are a part of a power group that's right if you're the right. predominant Who has right. people group right. or whatever right. then yeah, yeah. And so they yeah they, they differ they on that right mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean two things that come to my mind. One, one is a conversation I had not too long ago with uh, it was an Arab person um, who was from uh, part of the Middle East and they had grown up in uh, a part of the Middle East that was a little closer to the southern edge of the Middle East where the predominant uh, predominant ethnicity in the area where they grew up was uh, quite a bit darker skinned than them, and and they told me, they told me, they experienced. They said they loved the place, um, but they, but they experienced a lot of racism, from from the majority pe- people in that situation, S- where where there you know, remarks and nasty things said to them on the street, kind of thing. And and it, uh, it was really, I was kind of taken aback just simply because I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it. But it's the tr- the reality is is uh, you know these kinds of ethnic prejudice of. People who are other, yes. People who are different, yeah. Um, that's something that's. Um, I think p- part of the problem with the modern conversation is so much of it, as so many things do, inevitably focuses in on the United States, and how things are and what the history is there. But the reality and it's the reality is 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 that's the issues are similar but different in many other parts of the world too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I think the part of the reason why um, people think it's a it's an American issue, or like, and that's something that I said at the beginning, it's because of the examples that we oh have, yeah, sure. right? Um, but but it's everywhere, yeah. right? It's
1: yeah, and, and, it's and, uh, and people uh, people are much more comfortable saying really m- mean and hurtful things to one another through medium like online oh than they are face-to-face. And so, you know, if I think there's anything that I could encourage people to do is it's like get face-to-face with mm-hmm. people, yeah. with people who are the other for you, with people who are different and yes. get to know them on a personal level. Yes. Uh, and you will find out that you have way more mm-hmm. in common with them than you have uh, than you have differences. Yeah. And, uh, you know, That's as good. as Christians, we're, we're, we're called to love everyone and to uh, take the message of Christ to, to everyone. And, uh, and I think, I think that's a, that's a, a healing message for the, that's a, that's a a message that, that the world needs to hear. So uh, I'll kind of close with this uh, maybe uh, in, I, I I haven't been able to do prison ministry lately because of COVID, but, but I've done prison ministry for about 30 years always run into a much higher, uh, percentage of, of native people, of first nations people, uh, and, and people of color in, in the prison system. Mm -hmm. And I've often heard the, I've often heard the statement, well, Jesus is okay for you because Jesus is a white man's God. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, wait a minute. Like, uh, Jesus was, uh, he may not have been as, as dark as you, but he wasn't as light as me. You know, he's somewhere in the middle. And maybe that was on purpose because you know the cross on the cross <laughs> he wants to reach out to all of us he wants to reach out uh, like to the whole spectrum you know and I think that's that's like kind of the the message of the of the church is that uh, the cross is the cross is uh, no matter what mess we're in uh, the cross is Jesus planted the cross right in the middle of it and and he's you know, he's reaching out to all of us and as Christians we take that message you know to the world so right. yeah all right well i think that's a wrap that's a wrap thank you everybody uh, for taking the time to do this (laughs) fun it was good